Right. Um, good morning, good evening, good afternoon and good night. And welcome to another Gyub Gab. And I have entitled this Active Neutrality. And I want to talk a little bit about our stance in relation to the war in Ukraine. And, you know, the Irish government have defined, have, have made a difference between political neutrality and military neutrality. And I don't think that either of those views at the moment are tenable because you e you're either neutral in a conflict or you're not neutral. And Ireland has supported various measures which have been taken against one side in the conflict vis-a-vis -vis, um, sanctions and everything else. Ireland have no option but to support those. But they do have an option in making our neutrality active. And that means that they need to start to set up and look at, at least at the very minimum, that's all I'm looking for, is the very minimum, is that the Irish establishment look at the, <coughs> excuse me, look at the research which has been conducted on coherence creating groups on um, the technology of consciousness on various other things like that which have been conducted throughout the years there have been more than 50 studies have been conducted which showed that if you establish a group which has the equivalent of the square root of one percent of a population practicing transcendental meditation TM City program and yogic flying, then you have a marked effect on the conflict. And this was shown in Lebanon on 10 different occasions, on the Middle East on 10 different occasions. And you know, I'm very concerned at the moment with the attitude of the Irish government and the attitude of all the governments, in fact, with the um, stationing of German Leopard 2 tanks in Ukraine. And no one is sort of saying, hey, boys, you know, this is just increasing the amount of conflict that there is in this situation. It's not leading to a reduction in conflict. It's not leading to a lessening of conflict to a lessening of warfare to a lessening of the propensity for people to die and everything else and it's time that someone somewhere stood up and said look we have two ways that we can go in this conflict we either go more conflict more 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 or else we go less 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 but in order for it to go less 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 we need some sort of a catalyst for peace. And that is what I call active neutrality, where we set up a coherence creating group, initially in Ireland, and let the other countries do it very publicly and let them see what um, the effects are in Ireland. Now, there's no conflict in Ireland, but there would be a marked decrease 
in crime, there would be a marked increase in positive. It may even affect the housing rates. I don't know. But statistical analysis can be done on social uh, indicators and it would it should show it should show we, we cannot predict exactly what will happen but we can do the analysis afterwards or while the study is going on actually do a study replicate some of the studies which are done in the middle east replicate some of the of the global studies which were done prior to that and keep it going for at least a year and set up a coherence screening group in the army called a prevention wing of the military. And you should see a marked increase in the behaviour of government, a marked increase in various other things like that. The most recent country that this was done in, where there was a marked increase, was in Holland in 2007, where there was a study done and they set up a group for a government and the group lasted for at least a year anyway and then you know people have to go back to their jobs and they have to they can't continue doing this it needs to be funded by central government and um, you know other than that the war in Ukraine will last for a decade it could last for decades Look what's gone on in Syria and how long the situation is. That's not even a open warfare. That's war among... Uh, civil war. And see how long that has gone on for. And everything else has gone quiet since the situation in Ukraine has garnered all the attention of the world. And, you know, it's a very sad situation. But sadness and saying that it should stop is not going to stop it because you have two sides with visceral uh, disregard for human life both sides and I mean just because you, Ukraine appears to be the non-aggressor um, it's not that you know it doesn't really matter who the aggressor is in warfare that's one thing that we need to realise at this day and age. We cannot afford to have warfare because warfare could lead to nuclear warfare or atomic warfare at the touch of a button. And that's all it needs. Just want someone to make a mistake and to think that what's coming, what's coming after Leopard 2 tanks is it more aircraft? Is it more build-up of aggression? Is it more... And, you know, NATO is not a non-aggressor. It's an aggressive... You know, they claim that they have um, a non-aggression policy. But NATO is not a peaceful force. NATO is a warmongering force. And Europe is being shown to be a warmongering force and it's time for us to calm down. It's time for us to calm the whole situation down. 
And how that works is quite simple in one sense, is that a coherence creating group will act as a catalyst for peace, as a catalyst in the case like a chemical reaction. Here we have two nations who are behaving like chemical react it's like a chemical reaction and it is time for them to look for a way to cool down the transition phase from one state to the next. Both of them ultimately want peace. They want peace and security for their people. They do not want aggression. And it is time for Ireland to show a bit of leadership on its own if necessary and state to the European Union that Ireland still has its own foreign policy. It states that in Article 1 of the Irish Constitution. And I don't understand how Article 1 of the Constitution is being ignored, continuously ignored. And what we need is to show leadership and to say, look, we will at least investigate the establishment of a coherence-creating group in Ireland, a coherence-creating group for Ireland. We will show the studies publicly. Sine Garab Mahagut Agaslan. Right, so uh, welcome to another session of Gub Gab, and I have entitled this The Mechanics of Coherence. And I was having a coffee yesterday with a friend of mine, an acquaintance of mine, and he asked me what I thought was a very genuine question. He said, you know, you talk about meditation and you talk about people meditating and they improving the... Um, state of national consciousness. He didn't quite say it like that. But how how are you going to get over the fact that you need to get everyone to meditate? And I replied to that is that you don't need everyone to meditate in order to affect the state of national consciousness. All you need is 1% of a population to be meditating and they will affect the state of national consciousness, or the square root of 1% to be performing the more advanced techniques of the TM City program and yogic flying, and they will affect the state of national consciousness. Now, for a country the size of Ireland, that's somewhere in the region of, say, 350 people. So it is a very... Um, simple goal to actually set up a group of 350 people and to check it out, establish one for a year, as I said before, check it out and see whether or not national consciousness improves. It wouldn't cost an enormous amount of money compared with, say, some of the savings that could be made 
if we were to establish such a group. And if we look at the situation in Ukraine, where you can't, in the, you're in the middle of a war zone there, and you can't hope to set up a group, a, a coherence-creating group. But what he was more interested in was how does it actually work? And in order to understand this, we need to understand a little bit about modern physics and a little bit about how the unified field manifests in terms of the individual and in terms of group dynamics itself. And classical physics is known as the particle theory of nature, and it was first really propounded by Newton and his theory of gravitation, where individual particles were assumed to interact and to create the world that we live in. And we observe the world that we live in as being composed of classical particles. And this is what is known as classical physics. However, at the turn of the last century, um, that model started to break down and it was necessary to come up with what was called quantum mechanics or, or and, and its later edition was quantum field theories. And that was where everything was in in the in the land of the very small everything was interacting in such a way that it displayed both particle and wave properties and then it was discovered that rather than being particles things were what are called fields in other words they were distributed in space and in time, and things interacted as if they were fields. And consciousness itself interacts as a field. We experience consciousness in a sense, we tend to think of consciousness as belonging to ourselves, as belonging to an individual, but it, consciousness is spread out. And when people interact with each other, they create the group consciousness. And when they practice the Transcendental Meditation Program, they bring their awareness to the level of what is called the unified field of consciousness. And the unified field of consciousness is a field of invincibility, it is a field of indestructibility, it is a field of knowing, of knowing it knows everything and is a field of infinite correlation so that everything in the universe is correlated with the field of... Sorry, I'm going to stop this for one minute. The unified field is a field of infinite correlation which means basically that everything is related to everything else within that field. And we are related to each other. We are related to 
people in the far side of the, of, of, of the world, but we are also exist within a classical uh, reality. And what we need or what is required is to bring the attention to that level of the unified field and thereby enliven what is called coherence within the field and enliven the coherence so that the powers of the unified field are enlivened within itself to a greater degree. And I know I'm not explaining this very well. It's not necessarily the easiest thing to explain without having a experience of the field itself, experience of transcendental consciousness. And what was shown, though, was that the research on the coherence creating groups prove that the consciousness is a field. It proved that if you set up a group of yogic flyers, a group of meditators and yogic flyers, then you can affect the propensity for negativity within society. You can affect the propensity for conflict as happened in Lebanon on nine different occasions. And that showed, established two things. It established that the Maharishi effect was real and that the Maharishi effect could reduce conflict. And I mean, what we need is for instance, if you want to use gravity, you don't need to understand the unified field theories of physics to bounce a ball. You just do it because gravity exists. Gravity is a field. Gravity <coughs> gravity allows us to um, utilize the deep inner intelligence of nature for our benefit. And it's the same thing that happens when we gain um, the ability to utilize the unified field for our benefit. It would be of great use both to human beings and to the planet as a whole. And talking about the planet as a whole, I believe that by using and utilizing the knowledge of the unified field, then we, we will be able to resolve the issues of climate change in a most beautiful and perfect way so that we will be able to live heaven on earth for the foreseeable future. So I'm not exactly getting this out the way I want to, but it's as well as I can do right at the moment in time. So Shine Gurmahagat Agustlan.
Right, uh, welcome to another session of Gub Gab. And I have entitled this Victory Before War. And it is a way of putting together some of the information on the technology of consciousness in such a way that it will enliven the, hopefully enliven the debate a little bit about the supply of arms and ammunition and everything else to prolong the war in the Ukraine. And before actually dealing with the substantive issue, I want to just acknowledge the terrible uh, earthquakes in Turkey and Syria with the great loss of life and say that my heart goes out to people who are um, affected by that terrible loss of life and that terrible uh, injuries and destruction and everything else. And we've seen what a destruction on a large scale can be like. And we have to be very careful in Ukraine not to, to prevent destruction on an even smaller scale than we have seen in Turkey and Syria. I know people would say it's not uh, appropriate to draw a comparison but the scale of destruction on both countries is horrendous. Right, and in the context that I'm talking about now, victory before war, Pre President Zelensky is visiting the United Kingdom today. And what he will be saying is he wants more weapons, he wants more tanks, he wants more aircraft, or he wants aircraft in the first release. And I know NATO are saying, well, we can't not support Ukraine. And I say, fine, that is fine. But give the technology of consciousness a chance. At least, at the very least, read the research. Read the research which has proven that if you establish a coherence-creating group in a region, then it will affect the collective consciousness of the region. And one may ask, I just asked myself the question, what about if the decisions about the conflict are being made outside of the region? Well, we just need to increase the size of the group which is creating the coherence effect so that it affects the consciousness of those who are promoting war, who are promoting destruction, who are promoting conflict. And what we need is a group the size of, or large enough, to establish a group for the whole world and local groups and smaller groups as well in different regions and whatever else. And what about the cost of all of this? Well, the cost of this is much less than the cost of probably even one tank. <coughs> Definitely it is one much less than the cost of an aircraft and the cost in terms of the support for life, the beneficial effects for life, the beneficial effects for humanity. 
And you know, I know that the situation in Ukraine warrants great concern among all people. And I know that this appears to be a very simple solution. And it's not the only solution. It's the, not the only way that the conflict can be resolved. But it is a way that the resolution of the conflict will not proceed without the employment of the technology of consciousness itself. And we need to sell this idea to politicians. We need to sell it to people. We need to sell it to ordinary people and to get ordinary people to articulate this point of view that the technology of consciousness is the missing element in the resolution of the conflict in the Ukraine. It is the missing element in the resolution of the conflict in Syria. It is the missing element in the resolution of conflict globally and in South Sudan and in various other places around the world, in the Congo. And we need to promote this idea that the conflict, that the resolution of conflict has to be a priority, not through weapons, not through, um, God forbid, nuclear or atomic weapons, but the resolution of conflict through the um, creation of coherence creating groups on a global level, on a local level and on a, a much smaller level, on the level of a municipality or the level of a, of a small town or a small city. And then we can hope to resolve not just the problems of war, but the problems of violence, the problems of of criminality, the problems of many other things which would otherwise be intractable. And they would also improve the health of people. It could prevent further pandemics. We don't know what's around the corner because we're not paying attention to consciousness. Consciousness is the key to everything. Consciousness is the key to resolving the difficulties that face our ex extremely complex societies. And without, um, without handling or managing consciousness, the... Uh, it, the difficulties in society build up, the stresses in society build up until they break free in a conflict or something like that, in negativity or something like that. And once again, I want to articulate my sympathy for the people in Turkey and the people in Syria and hopefully they can find a way through this and to find a better way of life in years to come. So I'm going to leave that now and I'll get back at a later stage.